I love you. I called it my blue ball. <laughs> Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. <laughs> We're continuing the uh, the beautiful Disney playlist, episode 36, I believe. Wow. Um, unless we snuck an extra one in there. Okay. I know, it's been it's been so long. We're getting near the end, folks. We're near the end of the Renaissance era. We're, uh, this isn't the end of the Renaissance era, but we're close. Um, we're real close. Touching here with Mulan. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. And as the Green Traveler has says, the Disney playlist. Talking about boop, boop, boop. a Chinese legend, mm-hmm. Mulan. Hell yeah. How exciting. How exciting. This is honestly, uh, to give my brief uh, childhood backstory with this film, uh, I think this was one of my, me and my brother's favorites. We watched this one a lot. Uh, I remember yeah. the, the music pretty well. Honestly, it's kind of weird because I hate montages, but I, I remember the montage scenes so much because it was, it was so fun to dance to them. Like, right. the, the, those are the, like, the best songs during the montage scenes. So, it's, it's weird. I have not... I have not grown out of this film, I will say. I will say, right. if, like, if I hadn't watched this as a kid and I came to it now, probably would like it less because of the montage scenes, because there's a bunch of them. There's, like, two or three. Right. Um, but to make a man out of you, that yeah. that one, like, the montage tells the story so fat, so well, I think. Yeah. Like, that's how you do a montage. <laughs> and, and the nice thing is, too, that in, in these montages, it's not a complete change of character. It's right. a moderate growth to an area that makes sense to, to for the next scene. And the relationship between Mulan and her fellow uh, montageers, the people with her in the right. montage, it's advanced a tiny bit. But the animosity is still there that was before the montage, you know, or, or uh-huh. the, the, the respect is still there after the montage, depending right. on where you're at in the movie. Like, it, it, still, it, it still advances, but it doesn't do enough that it's like, we needed to see that, you know? It's like, that's what I have an issue with a lot of montages is I'm like, why don't you just fucking show it to me? You know, because a lot of times it's like, it's, they're like, well, we don't know what to do here. Let's quickly just montage so we can get some development in there. And I hate that. Yeah. This does a nice job at being like they still developed, but it's 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 just like training, you know. It's like you don't really right. need to see all the training in a war film. Right. Like it's it's a nice little just like tidbit, and we move up to the yeah. next part where for they that actually song, do for grow sure. together. Also, in the 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 other one that I really recall, the other big one that you might call a montage is uh, a girl worth fighting for. And yeah. that I would almost say is more of a dream sequence because they go <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, they 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 do all sorts of things, but when they're back on on what they're actually doing, they're still on the same march. That one ends. That one ends so like oh whoa. yes, <laughs> yeah, it's like it does. a breakneck <laughs> breakneck halt <laughs> and complete sadness. <laughs> oh it's a big yeah. Guess. Very sad. That's the saddest scene for sure. Yeah, I, I, but I really do like the story of Mulan. I think uh, uh, again, I've been vocal on it before. I am a non-binary, and this film deals with a woman who uh, her father. You know, there's war going on right. uh, in this in the movie. We'll talk about the a little bit about the true history, but in the movie, it's the Huns are invading, and the emperor has called certain families to to step up and be part of the army. 
and mm-hmm. Mulan's father is called up. He has already fought in wars before. He is very old. He has a cane. He can, you know, he's he's not healthy enough to fight, but he is duty bound and he wants to do it. And he he steps up proudly to accept, you know, accept the honor. And Mulan, out of uh, wanting to find respect from her family, you know, have, be respectful of her ancestors, like wanting to do pride and honor to her family. She sets out to take her father's place, and she right. dresses up as a man to do so. As a uh, Ping Fa Ping is that his name? Uh, Fa Ping is yeah, th- their name when they're in the army. Yes, right. And you know, it's like it, Mulan's not necessarily non-binary. She's still very much a yeah. woman, um, and she's just uh, hiding her, her identity. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I feel like underlying, like, as a child, I feel like there was just, like, that sense that, like, the reason I, me and my brother probably liked it, or specifically why I liked it, was I just liked that idea of, like, yeah, I don't, I, I can do that. You know, I can go out and just, like, be a woman or, like, you know, not look the way that I'm supposed to look. You right. know, I like that idea. And, like, I would always do that on Halloween. I would always choose, like, really weird fucking characters to go out as Halloween to be completely off-putting. Like, I, I chose the the... One time I chose Ghostface from Scream just so I could wear high heel boots like, <laughs> <laughs> because it made me taller. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> like, but like, it, it's just like that. I feel like that was one of the, the reasons I love this movie was just seeing this woman be like, step out of the norm and prove that, well, I mean, one, women are just as strong, even if more so, because, you know, she accomplishes a lot of stuff and gives the men a lot of encouragement to go forward and accomplish their own stuff. Not that many of the side characters really do accomplish things in this film. <laughs> it's they like, I did accomplish like that. I, I like that idea. Brotherhood. I almost said brothership, and that's not a word. Brothership. <laughs> you got the mothership, the fathership, and the brothership. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then the itty-bitty sistership. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> but she's not alone on her journey when she goes out to fight the army. Uh, by the way, Mulan is voiced by Ming-Na Wen. Live action, I know her from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., sadly. I, I don't know if that's like something she's really proud of. Maybe it is. It, it did fine, I guess. I only watched the first few seasons of it. But she was also in uh, recently in Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett, and uh, right. Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, she's st- still doing well. Uh, I just remembered her as a voice as a child. And it's kind of cool to see her becoming more of a, uh, I mean, I'm sure she was already a very prominent actor, like, outside of animation. But that's pretty much all I remember her for as a kid. But I guess her singing voice was Leia Salonga. Yes. This this film is, is kind of plagued a lot with that, where they had a, a, a voice actor and then a singing voice, which isn't a bad thing. But I feel like this one was the more noticeable one. I didn't notice it at all as a kid, but watching it as an adult, once they started singing, I was like, ah, it's a different voice. You know, I, I noticed it more now. Uh, specifically with their captain. When she gets to the army, their, their captain is Lee Shong, who is, he's the son of a famous, like, general or something? What was his, uh, what was his dad? His dad was a general, yes. Yeah, yeah, something like whatever that would be in there. Maybe it was the same ranking system. I I'm not started sure. looking at um, Ming Na Wen's um, filmography. Sorry, oh Got yeah, lost. <laughs> <You're> okay, <laughs> um, You're okay. But, but yeah, yeah, he's yes, General Lee, I believe 
Um, yes. <laughs> they probably didn't stretch far for that one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's James uh, uh, Shigeta who plays. Yeah, yeah, the general. And, and the captain is voiced by B.D. Wong. But it was very recognizable once he started singing that it wasn't B.D. Wong. The, the singing actor did do a good job, I will say that. Yes. But as an adult, it was very obvious. And I was like, well, all right, I gotta look this one up because that's not the same guy. <laughs> and I was very, very shocked because it's Donny Osmond. <laughs> I did not know it was Donny Osmond my entire childhood. And he's got like he does the I'll make a man out of you that's his song you know and I was just I was blown away I was like I've listened to that song so many times and did not know it was Donny Osmond <laughs> so funny uh, just before recording though uh, the faceless Leon and I did discover that in the Cantonese Taiwanese Mandarin and yeah. mainland versions of the film Jackie Chan provided the voice of Captain Lee Shang which is and the singing voice too apparently which is just very amusing to us <laughs> yes yeah and 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 i just want to know like why didn't we get the english version <laughs> what we i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah not that not that we're upset with bd wong bd wong does yeah, a great BD job wong does do a great job and as, uh, as does donny osmond <laughs> <laughs> well but yeah it would have been would have been, been interesting to have Jackie that would Chan. be uh for certain so uh some other casts that i think are worth mentioning uh george dakai plays the f- the first ancestor that's what he's billed as but the the, hmm. the one that you know leads the meeting of the ancestors just thought that was worth yeah. mentioning he's kind of at the beginning at the end to explain that the ancestors they're all dead of course but they they right. meet as ghosts to, to try to determine the fate of their family and uh, because because they know Mulan's gone off on this grand grand journey, right. and they're like, well, fuck, she's probably gonna die. We need to send somebody to protect her. Right. And in the film, there they are answering both Mulan and Mister Fa. I don't know Chinese, but Fa oh Fa Zhao is is the character's name, uh, played by Sun Tech O. Oh. I, yes. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> the anglicized versions of uh, Chinese, so I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, I think you did it right. <laughs> I don't remember what I was getting at with that, but he... Uh, yeah, they, they, he just... Uh, the, the first ancestors and all the other ancestors agree oh, that they need to send somebody to protect Mulan. That's right. And they, uh, they have the bell ringer, uh, Mushu, yes. who is a disgraced dragon. Guardian. He's a disgraced dragon guardian. He gets asked Wonderfully to... Wonderfully voiced by Eddie yes, Murphy. of course. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he, it's a very funny role. I remember it very well from being a kid. It, he was another one that, like... It, it was really funny because uh, I think Shrek and this were, like, my first Eddie Murphy moments. But then I was gifted the tape, uh, the A-track tape of... <laughs> Of Raw? his stand-up comedy <laughs> of Raw and Delirious, <laughs> and so and so, I would pop those into my my tape player and then just listen to that like every other night because it was so raunchy and wrong and like it just it did not age well. No. I remember trying to show show some of you guys uh, 
you know, I, I can't remember if it was Raw or Delirious, but we were like 10 minutes in and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, some of these jokes probably aren't that good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, they still are very well said. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah you know they're still, they, they're still funny in their own right but yes, yeah they're but, yeah we, a little on pc yeah yeah but you know it the times what he made a lot of yeah he made a lot of family films to make up for it you know he atoned. yeah sure that's what it was for <laughs> and to make up for it and that's I, where we knew him from <laughs> i think like as soon as he had kids he was like hmm <laughs> i need to clean this up <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need to be the donkey in Shrek and uh, quick do a haunted mansion movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that movie was so bad. I we tried to rewatch it and we couldn't even get through a half an hour of it. Me and Sarah. Oh man, somebody. Uh, it, you know what? If you want us badly to talk about haunted mansion with yeah, Eddie Murphy, you can go down to, to patreon.com. Yeah, go down to patreon.com/greenfaceless. Uh, sign up for our patron. You get a, you get the chance to suggest movies we watch, and we'll talk those movies every uh, first Thursday of the month. And our potato pick. Um, so yeah, if you want us to watch that movie, that's that's gonna be your way to do it. That's because how you gonna do it. Faceless Leon just said it here. We ain't doing it unless we're forced. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, but yeah, they they send they send Mushu. Sorry to to bring us on track. They send Mushu to wake up the guardian that should go and protect Mulan. Right. And he goes to do that and destroys it on accident. <laughs> this, the great stone dragon. That's what George Shikai <laughs> says. But when you think about it, like, did he just kill that thing? Yeah, like, I think he did. I think he did. Like, and then crap. when he gets back home, like spoilers, uh, it's a Disney movie, happy ending. When he gets back home, they're like, okay, you could be a guardian again. <laughs> and they throw him a party. <laughs> but he killed that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Like, Jesus Christ. That's crazy, man. No, oh, it's boy. it's ridiculous. But to to atone for that, you know, because he killed the great the great stone dragon, he was like, "Oh, I guess I got to be the one that goes and helps Mulan out." Yeah. So he goes off to do that, and and the funny joke about it all, the haha, is uh, like he does look like a more uh, Chinese version of a dragon, but he's tiny. He's teeny tiny, <laughs> like you know, yes. barely the size of somebody's forearm, if that. He like, gets mistaken as a snake several times. Uh, yeah, maybe just once. But I am a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to uh, you know, get the rest of the little party that's in the know of mm-hmm. Mulan's identity, we have Frank Welker as Khan <laughs> and Kriki. I was hoping you would go there next. Yes, Khan is Mulan's horse. Cricky is the uh, lucky, lucky, not cricket. so lucky cricket. Yeah. You're not lucky? I can't believe you. <laughs> I love that cricket, man. It's so funny. How does Frank Welker get billed as this cricket? I mean, how does I he know, make man. that sound? <laughs> He's fucking talented. He's the talent, most talented motherfucker out there. I love him. He's so good. So good, oh, man. Yeah, Cricky is purchased at the uh, at the beginning of the film by uh, Mulan's grandma, um, and after she purchases him, she's just like, "That's a lucky cricket," and she puts a blindfold over her eyes and crosses the street. 
<laughs> like, survives by pure accident but it, you know it's like you can pass it off as luck if you want to and that's what she does you know she gets across the street and she's like ha ha and the cricket's just like terrified like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it man it was a good uh, scene so funny man uh frank thanks for being just in everything it's it's uh yeah for real it, it's making our podcast <laughs> he's such a beautiful talent oh shit okay so what's uh we should talk about the the three uh Mm -hmm. companions so we have harvey uh firestein as yeah i love him yeah yeah he's great um he's just him uh mrs doubtfire Yes, yes, we did. But Yao is like this. He's he's the shortest of the three friends, but he's also the toughest. He always has a black eye, permanently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just always getting the ugliest into of them all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also like. I I was me and Sarah were talking about them as you know talking about this movie being kind of a you know. Uh, well, it's it's queer coded to the extreme. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. we're we're saying that Yao is definitely gay, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and, and, and you know he has to act tough to you know to to put a wall I, up. I but also, like, I think he likes to rough around with guys. Um, yeah, and I feel <laughs> like he was the most uh, miffed by Mulan's identity reveal. Um, I mean, aside from the captain, of course, the captain is just yeah. like, what the heck? Yeah. But like, I, I feel like Yao was just like, <laughs> yeah, the captain's heartbroken. I feel like Yao was just confused because I feel like Yao had a crush on, on Ping. Oh, and maybe. then when he finds out that Ping was a woman, he was just like, oh no. <laughs> like, yeah. But, <laughs> but also like the really confirming scene for me is when he climbs on top of the rock when they're all skinny dipping and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm the king of the mountain. <laughs> And there's nothing yes. you girls can do about it. <laughs> oh, man. It's good stuff. Oh, it's so good. Oh, um, in, the, in the lake with them is... Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember the names, honestly. You're going to have to Ling, remind me of the other one. Ling is uh, one of them played by uh, Getty Watanabe. And yes. he um, is really long and thin. If any of them is strictly straight, it's Ling. I will say he That's fair. he's ba- really uh, a girl worth fighting for. Is his song? He yeah, starts yeah. the whole song. Um, he's the he's like the the romantic playwright yeah, character. Yeah, and then we have Chin Po. I love Chin Po. Yeah, and that was played by Jerry Tondo. He is this really big gentleman, very tall. And almost as wide as he is tall. And he, he just yeah. loves food. And we were saying, he's probably ace. Because when he's, especially when they're singing like a girl verse fighting for, he's like, I just want her to make me food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, and he also has that like the powdered baby face, yes. like, you know, kind of look that you see a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, mildly stereotypical, I, I right. guess, in animation, but yeah. but it's still, it definitely he's, fits that that category there. He's definitely the gentle ch- giant type. Sarah yeah. says, told me, you know what? I don't think I, you ever see 
Chin Po hit anybody, and then he mm-hmm. <laughs> crushes two watermelons over some people's heads and smacks them together. And she said, "Okay, but they had helmets." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh man, no, I love uh, I love Chin Po too. The 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 best scene in the movie. Like they all have their their montage scene where they all become warriors ish mm-hmm. because they're they're all untrained they're all called right. up to fight they haven't fought before and captain uh captain lee shang shoots an arrow up to the top of the this post and tells them you know they have to climb it but they have to do so carrying these weights and uh throughout this great montage the the i'll make a man out of you song you know mulan gets up there she does do the job that's the signal that they're all ready to move on they're all <laughs> ready to, to march yes and uh, in doing so, they come across the devastation of the Hun invasion. You know, they they come across like all these the burned villages, dead bodies. Well, they don't see the dead bodies, but you know, all this devastation, and it leads to the avalanche scene because they they decide we have to get to the emperor quicker. We mm-hmm. have to cut through the mountains to beat the Huns. The only problem is the Huns thought of the same thing. The Huns were already going through the mountains. Yeah. So they come across the Huns, and it leads to the great. Great, great, great scene where, you know, you got these great, um, they're disguised as cannons. I don't know how accurate they are historically, but like dragon-esque cannons, they would shoot gunpowder out of, cause explosions. Well, not, they wouldn't shoot gunpowder out of it, you know what I mean. Right. But, uh. But it'd shoot the, the head of the dragon, which maybe had a payload in it as well. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) And it was really cool. And they're, but the problem is there's too many Huns. They're down to their last cannon. And they're going to shoot it from far away, but Mulan grabs it. She has a better idea because she's thought, she's looked at the battlefield. She's thought out of everything, you know, she strategized and she goes forth and like right up to the, uh, the lead hun, uh, Shan Yu played by Miguel Ferrer, who I hilariously discovered also while looking him up earlier. He's in Hot Shots Part Deuce. Did did you ever see Hot Shots? I can't remember. I, I, I know of it. And I kind of recall seeing Hot part, Shots Part Deuce, but maybe not yeah. all of it. He's also in Twin Peaks and RoboCop. I, I remember him most from Twin Peaks because he's the FBI agent in that. Uh, very funny uh, opposite, what's his name, the main guy of, of Kyle, what's his fuck? Kyle, what's Goddamn, his I gotta fuck? Look Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin, uh. the main guy of Twin Peaks. They have some funny scenes together, and I, 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 I just love that guy's attitude in Twin Peaks. That's why I remember him. I did not know he was Shan Yu. It makes it even funnier. Uh, but Shan Yu's like this very quiet, intimidating villain. He's very big, um, kind of like the size of, kind of like the size of Chen Po, but like where Chen Po is, uh, gentle giant, Shan Yu is just intimidation nation. Like, uh, he is big, yeah. beefy, he and doesn't like. doesn't even have whites of his eyes. He has grays. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so, and real quick, we... something I found out about, um, Miguel is that, um, he narrated a, uh, uh, something called Bald. <laughs> <laughs> I, it came out in 2014 uh, I might have to watch this <clears throat> yeah yeah do you oh man no, he's, he is good at Sean Yu though he does deliver that menace pretty well in, in just voice acting alone but when, when Mulan rides up to him with the last cannon and then aims at, at him 
and then changes course and points it at the mountain behind them to cause an avalanche, it's a great fucking moment because yeah. he realizes, one, he's fighting a really smart, you know, he, he is not fighting the normal soldier he expects because yeah. he thought this person was just going to shoot him. And he's like, that's fine. My Huns will just go on. Right. Or she plans to get rid of his entire army. And it would have been a great fucking scene. She gets hurt in the process, too. Right. Um, but it would have been a great fucking scene if not for the third act. Like, the third act undermines the entirety of that moment, which is kind of sad. But it's it's such a good moment. I love it when the avalanche happens. Right. The, uh, the physics of it is a little bit weird because there's a moment where Mulan, you know, she's she's riding uh, Frank Welker as the horse. Uh, she's riding him on top of the, or like before the avalanche, really. Collecting the captain in the process, and then they go over the cliff, and there's they're trailing a rope, and and uh, Yao and Ling and Chinpo they all grab well Yao and Ling and other soldiers all grab the rope and stop them from falling. It's a fucking horse, and what is attaching the rope to the horse? I don't like. I don't understand the physics of that moment. Like it's a great moment, but I just every time I watch it, I'm like how is the horse okay like i get maybe the rope because mulan might be holding on to the rope and everything or the rope might be like tied around or something but like the horse maybe like, I she feel like tied it's dead. herself to Khan in that short amount of time that she jumped on but i still feel like the horse is dead because it's the one that gets if it's tied yeah. around the horse it's the one that gets the full jerk motion of being stopped after going off a cliff yeah, right in their midsection. I don't know how their saddles yeah. work. But, it but physics still... don't matter in animation. We've no. talked about that before. It's, it, I should overlook it. I know that. But it's <laughs> it's hilarious because then Chimpo, they're all struggling to hold on. And Chimpo just comes up, picks everybody up, and just casually brings yeah. them all back up. He didn't need any of them. He could have just stopped them all by himself. But it was, I love that moment. But the, the, the effects of the avalanche are even further... Um, called into question the physics when all the not all the huns but a small number of huns survive now again we've talked avalanches on the show when we did james bond uh-huh it is possible to survive an avalanche it is your 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 chances go down drastically after like eight minutes and the huns were definitely under the snow for a while but I can overlook that they survived. But they are also step people, Greg. They are that, that's fair. used to the bitter cold. And and I, I can understand, you know, four or five of them. I can't. It's a very small number it that survived. But it's weird to me the third act because when I watched it as a kid, I did not at all think about it. I was like, "Yep, the Hun survived. We still got a third act." As an adult, I'm looking at the entirety of the city that they're looking at. The Huns, after they come out of the avalanche and they like walk up to where they can see the city, and I'm like, "What are five of you gonna do against that whole freaking city? They're they're armed all of the fuck in there, like, <laughs> like, but they do a lot of damage. They do <laughs> they because they do a lot because of they do they're sneaky. Uh, they change their tactics. They're smart. They do. Uh, yeah, that is that is what they do. I mean, I think things like spec ops and stuff prove that. A small number of people can get in there and do some major things. You're right. Especially since they waited until, like, they got to the Emperor to start. Like, that definitely made it more menacing. I I guess we should leave the third act, because I do recommend it. Yeah. Well, I think we'll mention one thing. Like, obviously, in storylines like this, the person's identity Mm -hmm. gets found out. And right. the sentence for impersonating a soldier is supposed to be death. But because Mulan, you know, did the good, good thing, 
yeah. they they decide to just leave her in the mountains alone. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the argument was that she saved the captain's life, and the captain right. owed her a life. Mm-hmm. So since he was supposed to take her life, it's a life for a life. They're even. You know, yeah. he's like, I don't owe you anything anymore. You don't yeah. owe the the emperor and, anything and anymore. Go back like to your family you anymore either. <laughs> yeah, now that's your girl. Yeah, yeah. But no, I do. I still do like the third act. I don't like it. Does undermine that great moment that I love. Like it, it's it, but it's still good. It's still a good moment in and yeah. of itself. Right. And it, it does set up the third act. Uh, I, I give the movie three stars. Like it, I love the music. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird because the music, on the surface, on paper, is very much like something I would not like because it's like you know I'll make a man out of you, be a man, like you know that kind of a thing. Like be tough, be be a fighter. But then it's underneath, you know, it's it's the story messaging underneath it all that makes it me like it more mm-hmm. because she's not a man. But she's right. proving that, you know, societal... You don't have to be a man to... Exactly. ...do heroic things. Yeah. Right. She breaks all these societal norms, and I, I like I like the underlying message. Yeah. And that's how it is with, like, all of these songs. Especially, like, even the, uh, the what was the woman song? Um, uh, a Girl With Fighting For. A Girl With Fighting For, thank you. Yeah, even that one, like... There's so many underlying messages, like you said, it's queer coded. Like there's yeah. there's so many like underlying messages that I like, but on paper it's just like, ooh, okay, like I, I don't know about this message. But I mean, when you watch it as a whole, when you take the whole thing in, it's like it's it's fucking good movie. I I really enjoy it. Like, yeah, it is uh, really good. Another one of my childhood favorites. I think there are things that. Uh, Disney would have done differently if they did it today than uh, mm-hmm. then. Uh, uh, they're, they're hard for me to come up with specific examples, but like... A gay character. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean... They it, probably actually would have had one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, there's just... there's There are some jokes that are uh, on the line, I think. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah, today. Definitely. So, but beyond that, you know, it's it's a still a great movie. I love watching it every time. I will give it a face. Uh, I I don't think I quite give it a face and a half, even though I do really love it. Right. I do want to mention before we close that this is based off of a real legend that started during uh, the Chinese uh, era known as the Northern and Southern Dynasties. That's the 4th and 6th century. And that she was known as Wa Mulan instead of Fa Mulan. Uh, so yeah. they changed the name for this. Uh, and that, that that's really all I want to get into it. Because if you want to know more about the original legend, you know, there's there's more to know. There's the Ballad of Mulan. There's all sorts of different yeah. stories. Um, it's fairly similar in scope, though. Yes. she 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 goes disguised as a man so that her elderly father does not have to go yeah. um it, it, there's not there's not all of the uh hey you have to get prettied up and be a wife like mm-hmm. there is in in this but it that was a very good example of how strictly patriarchal their society was right uh, so I, I did appreciate that in the movie and there's a lot of again it, even with that song there's a lot of underlying like nit bit nit bitty things like mm-hmm. tiny pieces where you realize they're not that happy with their with no. their 
no like position you have to yeah basically the song is you have to shut up and be quiet because you're a woman yeah (laughs) sadly yeah um and but, you know, like it works i don't think i've ever read the ballad of mulan like the specifically i know i've seen like a, a summarized version of it right but yeah i remember like i remember thinking like oh this isn't far off like the the movie pretty much right. did a decent job at modernizing right this and you legend. know they they had to make it a movie yeah so um I, i'm sure that there are more written out descript versions like uh uh, there's a whole list on Wikipedia that of of different mm-hmm. sources that she's in, so it, it'd be really hard to nail down what the legend exactly is. And it is um, a folktale, uh, too. Is mm-hmm. is probably a better description than legend. But anyhow, uh, that's been our show. We hope yeah. you've enjoyed it. I will also say that you can check out the the live action remake yes. of this one. It's not I as awful as other. I do think it's interesting. Other... Yeah, I do yeah. think it's interesting. A little strange, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like one of the only ones where they actually like did something Changed mildly it. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and still, I appreciate it's still not it for good. That. I don't remember it. I yeah, I don't yeah, remember I, it at all. I know that there's a phoenix in it instead of oh Mushu. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. And also uh, a witch that turns into the Falcon from the, this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> There's so many weird things. I completely very... forgot this movie. But, yeah, definitely, definitely someday we'll probably talk that. But it also, that's another... If you do like Mulan, you want more of it, check it out. Because it wasn't as, as bad as other Disney live action remakes. <laughs> yes. But, I, yeah, that's been our show, I believe. Yes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Thank you for listening. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.